Well, good afternoon, everybody. Darren Saul, your host of Playing With Perspective, the suspended animation podcast. Hope everybody's surviving the end of year madness. But um, never fear, we've got a couple more podcast episodes before 2021. Today, it's episode 131 with Elaine Davies. How are you, Elaine? I'm really great, thank you. And thank you for having me on as your guest. I really appreciate it. And I hope everyone's surviving the end of 2022. Yes, absolutely. It's been a big year. Massive. We're all looking forward to the next one. Mm. But uh, everybody out there, today it's going to be a great show. We're talking all about property. And in particular, the topic for today is Elaine's Domain. Ah. That is. <laughs> yeah. So, Elaine was once a real estate agent. She has now been working as a buyer's agent for 15 years and has founded her own business, New Road Property, five years ago. Mm. There's not much Elaine doesn't know about buying and selling property. She's also an author and her latest book, Mind, Body, Sold, Your Holistic Guide to Buying Property Using Your Head, Your Heart and Your Smarts, is available to buy now. So welcome to the show, Elaine. Yay! Fantastic. So now, Elaine, I'd love to know a bit more about you. And in particular, I'd love to know about your journey or your transition from Mm. working as a real estate agent to the world of the buyer's agent, because that's something Mm. that's just gone crazy lately. There's buyer's agents popping up everywhere. So tell us a bit about... It's really crazy. So when I became a buyer's agent 15 years ago, there were less buyers wanting to use a buyer's agent, but there were far, far, far less buyer's agents. And they are, a lot of real estate agents are kind of flipping over into buyer's agency now. And I think they think it's easier. I don't know what's going on. And there's also a guy called, there's the Buyer's Agents Institute, Ben Handler, and he's doing a course setting up buyer's agents, but he's out of Sydney. So people are doing his course and coming out of that and then getting into the market as well. But as you say, I've been doing it for 15 years. So I wasn't the very original. There was probably one little batch before me, but I was certainly one of the originals. Wow. And to answer your question, I love this question because, you know, why do you jump ship? Because I think, um, I believe being a buyer's agent is harder work. It's certainly more of a brain you know, you need to use your brain a bit more because we're not standing there like real estate agents with a product behind us going, I'm selling this house. Do you want it or not? We're actually taking on our clients' briefs, really thinking about what they really need for their buy, uh, for their budget because it's just human psychology. You always want a bit above what you can really afford. So we have to work on that. And, um, you know, I'm playing with people's wealth for their future. I'm making sure they buy that property that comes up at the median of um, a suburb or hopefully above because if you buy a lemon, yeah. it's going to be sour for a long time to come. You're drinking a lot of lemonade. That's right. Keep making that lemonade. So I just got really, really, really tired of how buyers were treated because buyers agents have paid a heap of money. It's a, you know, it's a yeah. big whack of money. But to look after the vendor, they're not there to look after the buyer at all. Yeah, yeah. So I just, behind behind that beautiful facade of that marble entrance of the real estate agent, you know, and the beautiful girl on the phone or the, or the man. Yeah. Some nasty things are said about buyers. Okay. And so you just fell in love with the other side in a way. You fell in love with helping the other side achieve their dreams. So that's I did. I did get approached. I hadn't really, well, I knew I was very unhappy. I didn't, I just didn't like the system. Yeah. 
Okay. And um, I'm a pretty fair person. I'm a pretty open and transparent person. And But I did actually get Chris Gray from uh, Empire. I don't know if you know him around the eastern no. suburbs. Yeah, so 15 years ago, he approached me to come and work for him. And I've Ooh. really never looked back. I just got it straight away. Loved it. Fantastic. And you've just started your business about five years ago. Yes. Fires agency. Yes, realized I was completely unemployable. So... <laughs> Definitely time to start my own. <laughs> and which um, areas do you focus on? Which uh, geographical areas do you? So I used to say 10K ring of the city, Sydney. Yeah. But now I say 15 because as prices have kind of gone up, um, you know, and I, I bought up as far as Pimble. I bought in the Blue Mountains for people. Oh, wow. So, you know, it's, it's really about saying, well, this is my core. But, you know, real estate agents are real estate agents. Solicitors are solicitors, mortgage brokers are mortgage brokers, wherever you are. And especially about the real estate agents, because I I give them all categories. And, you know, I know quite quickly who I'm dealing with, even if I've never met them before. They're pretty straightforward to work out. Awesome. Now, before we get into the the side of the buyer's agents, I just want to talk a bit about, you know, property prices in general. Yep. Why is it that Real estate agents tend to underquote mm. always when you're buying a property, and you always end up paying more, or you go into auction, or whatever it is. Mm. What's the? You're not paying more. That, that that was never the price, as you say. They're yeah, underquoting. Yeah, true. no, it's um, the vendor always knew what they wanted. So yeah. there's a saying in property: uh, quote it low, watch it go; quote it high, watch it die. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think you know, in a way the real estate agents are stuck between a rock and a hard place because yeah. people expect underquoting now, even though we hate it and it really annoys us. And psychologically, when it comes to that real excitement and when you're emotionally engaged in yeah. a property, you kind of forget, you know, and that's why you need a buyer's agent to hold you back, push you forward, know when to, it's not just about finding the property. That's like a third of the work. Yeah. And, um, but that's why they do it. So Sydney's really trained to so you have to add 10 percent per norm like it's always 10 percent. yeah yeah always 10 percent. sometimes in the boom it was 25 percent. i mean even now even now there's um somebody's telling me something somebody was quoting one four and it's off a one eight and Whoa. this is right now like last yeah, weekend yeah, no, yeah. Mm. the market's crazy at the moment yeah it's gone potty again yeah. always does in sydney though people think i wish everyone had bought back in May, march april yeah, there yeah. you go everyone thought you know everyone was chick- chicken little again back then yeah. <laughs> and so how often does a buyer's agent actually tell their clients okay it's enough now stop we'll find something else does it happen often yeah yep yeah it does so a really really important part of my job is doing the pricing so mm. You know, there there are times you need to listen to the real estate agent, but pricing, as we just talked about, is not one of them. (laughs) Never, ever listen to the real estate agent on pricing. And even those comparables they give you, they're probably two years old. Maybe they're on a main road. They will manipulate those comparables to um, reflect their quote, which is the underquoting. They won't give you comparables that actually say, you know, they're not going to be quoting 1.6 on something and give you comparables for 1.8, are they? So so that's the one time you never, ever, ever listen to a real estate agent and you've just got to do the work. You've got to find the sales that have sold in the last three months and they've got to be comparable. And when I say comparable, I mean, are the windows to the north? So you get beautiful light all day. Have you got shitty windows to the south? And it's same. It's a, it's a twin house. Yep. One is way better than the other. You know. Mm-hmm. So when I say do price research, I really mean drill down on the floor plan, what's around it. It's they've really got to be comparable um, properties. And I guess you've got to know what you're looking for then. But 
It's not really rocket science either. You've got to find the properties. Yeah. For and that's why I suppose a buyer's agent is so good to engage because they do all that for you. Do all that for you. And because we do it all day, every day, we kind of, we know what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. We know where to, it's like you doing, it's like any professional doing their yeah. job. Yeah. It's Agree. what we do. Agree. So Agree. we know it really well and we know what questions to ask council and, uh, you know, so even something like, you know, next door going up one level, which happens all the time in Sydney, yeah. you know, you've got to know what's coming in the area. Yeah. You're not even sure what you can and can't do, what you can actually submit in, in terms of plans and urban That's planning right. and all this, you know, restrictions. That's a whole other thing. Oh what can God. you do with the property you're buying, let alone what next door's doing, blocking right. out your light or, you know, something from a one level extension to... The West Connects, you know, yeah. it's like, <laughs> yeah. And just out of interest, Elaine, when when someone moves from, say, real estate to working as a buyer's agent, do they have to do any other certification? Or no, it's the same? other way around. So once you're a mm-hmm. uh, fully qualified selling agent, you can be a buyer's agent, but a buyer's agent can't become, there's more, uh-huh. there's more to study. I think that's changing in March, though. I think yeah. now buyer's agents are being recognized as a little bit more, High, not highbrow, smart maybe, I don't know. Right. So if but I wanted it, to become a buyer's agent, probably from next year, I might have to do some kind of certification. Yeah, no, well, look, this is actually probably yeah, quite boring, right. but the big the big thing in um, the real estate agent exam is the property management. So all the, um, all the maths around investments and um, the trust funds and where that goes and oh. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> and, and as a buyer's agent, you don't have to learn all that. Okay, beautiful. So, I mean, let's break it down for everybody who hasn't really worked with a buyer's agent or hasn't really understood, understand yet what buyer's agents do. Mm. What, are, apart from the ones that you've already mentioned, what are mm. the real benefits of working with a buyer's agent? Well, I think the really important thing is that we build a complete picture of the property for you. Mm-hmm. So even if you decide you know what, this is a family home, I really love it. I'm happy to pay extra to buy it. You need to know you're paying extra. Yep, right. It's not about just panicking on the, or not panicking, being put under pressure on the auction floor and suddenly you've gone up 30,000. You need to go in with a rock solid strategy and know how much extra you're prepared to pay. And then, because with my clients, they can't change their mind on the auction floor. Mm-hmm. They give it to me in writing, writing beforehand and that's their budget. They're not allowed to look at me, you know, and it, that's, wow. that's it. Oh, absolutely. Because that's what an auction is designed to do. Oh, yeah. Boy, right. Wow. Is, is to get, is to get the hands going up. Yep. And yep. you know, these are really, really professional salespeople, the auctioneer and the real estate agent, you know, they're doing scripts in their sales meetings every Tuesday morning. Yep. Oh, they're, they're role playing. A buyer comes into that. They've got their mortgage. They're super excited. Right. Going to buy a property. And they walk into this lion's den. Really? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> In my book, I, um, I write about it like Game of Thrones. Oh. So uh, I don't know if you watch anyone out there watches Game of Thrones, but I've got the buyers as the Norse, which are the country folk. Yep. In, well, they start off that way. They soon get a bit smart. But the Lannisters are the real estate agents and Littlefinger is the auctioneer because he has no alliance to anyone. And, re- and legally, it's the auctioneer who is in charge when the auction is on, not the real estate agents. Yeah, yep, yep. yeah, you knew that, yeah. And everybody always talks about off-market properties. Yes. What does that mean? So a lot of buyers agents really sell their services on off-market properties. But as I said earlier, I believe finding the property is like a third of the job. Right. 
So I, can, I get as many off-market properties as other buyers agents. And what it means is they're not on realestate.com.au or on domain.com.au or mm. advertised in any way. So you cannot find them at all on the you web? You can't, yeah. no. And there's a few different um, levels of off-market. There's the ones who are pre-market. So they're coming on uh-huh. and we get through. And, you know... As I say, other buyers of the agents would be like, I get through. I know how many emails go out to buyers agents now because real estate agents tell me, you know, because I've been doing it a long time and I know everyone. Yeah. But um, so buyers agents, we get access to them before before they go on the market. It's pre-market. But you have to be really careful of that because sometimes they're looking for offers to condition their vendors. It's not about, oh, they're fishing. you know, yeah, they're just fishing. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time. And also, so, so there's also um, off-markets that are never going to market. So okay. they're, re- they're genuinely off-markets and they might be privacy or divorce. Could be anything. Or it could be um, an opportunistic vendor who's come cross paths with a desperate real estate agent. And mm-hmm. I said to that agent, if you can get me X, I'll sell. And, you know. So not all off-markets are good. A lot of them are overpriced rubbish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just another ingredient in that whole process. But you have to understand the process. The world of buyers agent has changed, sadly has changed the world of real estate because there is an an awful lot of off-markets. Like I'm playing it down a bit. There is. You've really got to be on the hustle to find them. And it's kind of taken the joy out of those lovely Saturday open for inspections. I mean, they're still around, but that's the great, you know, that's when the neighbors come out and get to meet people. And that's when real estate agents meet more people, buyers agents meet more people. Like it's a whole community thing, yeah? But if you're a busy professional, say and you don't have time to be trolling through all the websites and mm. going every Saturday or Sunday lining up in the queue to fill out the forms and look at properties that's what buyers agents do for you yeah you just say this absolutely is that's you just that's do everything mm. yeah, and that you might even be able to organize a showing on another day maybe mm. half an hour during the, the day when nobody else is there is that the kind of thing that you do? Yeah, and that comes down to relationships too. So, um, you know, again, I, you know, I know a lot of them. So when somebody's with me, um, an agent is very sure that they're ready to buy because mm-hmm. I vetted them. So we know their mortgage is in place. We, they know that I've been really strict on their brief. So when I'm saying, listen, I'd like to bring someone through, they're like, oh, okay, this could right. really be a deal here. Yeah. Rather than a, a buyer on their own, as I say, walking into this labyrinth of craziness, saying, oh, can I see it? Can I show my boyfriend at lunchtime? Mm-hmm. They're like, no, I don't think so. And then, and then, then frustration starts to kick in and you get caught up in underquoting and frustration turns to anger and people get so disappointed and angry, you know. Yeah, it's an emotional decision. It's, a, you it's know, terrible, yeah. And the biggest and, decision in people's lives. Yep, which is why I became a buyer's agent right yeah, there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what's the relationship between real estate and buyer's agents these days? Are they pretty great. collaborative? Yeah. Yeah. Really great. I mean, I, I've been a real estate agent, so I understand how hard the job is. Yeah. They are absolutely 100% working for the vendor. So as long as you get your head around that and don't expect any fabulous gotcha. favors, yeah, fair enough. you know, th- that's their job. Yep. And um, yeah, no, we work, we work together. There's no point not and more and more because um, it's not becoming like the American system, but certainly buyers agents, as you said, are more and more common now. Yeah. And I did hear that I think in America, you can't buy a property without a buyer's agent. Is that right? No, but in America, one person is a buyer's agent and a, and a selling agent. So you don't have to choose your horse either. Oh, so one person You're just an agent. Oh, I see. I see. 
But yeah. in America, if you want to buy a property, you don't have to buy through a buyer's agent. You can buy it direct as well. Right. Yes, no, no. What I mean is, you would you would have your represented re- representation as a buyer, uh-huh. but that representative could also be a selling agent. I see, I see. Gotcha. Yep. Gotcha. So you could have one person to help you buy, and the same person could help you be- uh, sell. Oh my god! No, well, to me, it makes sense. Like you've got a relationship, and you know how to buy, you know how to sell, but it's not to be in Australia. Yeah. Wow. Fascinating. Okay. Mm. And what about how you know? What about pricing and? You know, is buyers agents are they accessible to everybody? Can you do different deals, or how do they charge? How does it generally work? I don't know how everyone charges, but um, I I have two um, what do you call it products okay. that are a percentage, and then I've got um, a third one which is is a five thousand dollars for um, analysing four properties. Mm-hmm. So you bring the property to me. Okay. And I mean, look, to be honest, I will say up front before, I, before anyone wastes time if I think it's rubbish yeah. or if I can see just by looking at it that it's too expensive. So I do have this package where people can just bring, bring stuff to me. But as you say, mostly people are really, really busy and it is, it is a, and so they need the whole service. Yeah. And it is a percentage and it's really interesting. You look how much the property market's gone up again now. And I was talking to somebody last week who's got for Sydney, a low budget, and it would have been a really hard brief for me, but I really wanted her to work with me, even though it would be an, like, it would be a nightmare to be honest, but I just think I just wanted to get her into the market wow. back on fees. Had yeah. she come with me in June, the way the markets come up, my fee would be irrelevant considering, yeah. you know, how much the markets come up. That's and we right. always try and negotiate our fee back. Like yeah. don't get, well, I do anyway. Good. Okay, yeah, so there's, there's options for people as well who want to yeah. test out using a buyer's agent. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I can help people um, choose the, the real estate agent too. I do vendors advocates because I know them so well, you know, the agents. Yeah, mm-hmm. and a lot of the times buyer's agents will say, you know, the money that you will save because I'm doing this for you, I'm, you know, I have, de- I have connections in this area, I, ha- I make sure the legal is right, I save you money with other things and negotiations, mm-hmm. will actually will be the fee in a way. So is that, is that true? 100%. And, and the thing is, you can't tell, you know, maybe for another two or three years. But we know that we've got, as I said, we've bought that property, or at least I know, I'm really fussy with what I buy. Mm. And um, so I know I've bought that property that will come up at the median or above. Yep. You know, we're not buying anything on busy roads, south facing, if we can help it, you know, all those things that a lot of people just go, oh, does it really matter? It's like, well, yeah, it does. And so you can actually help out with all the legal, with the property inspections, everything right down to the last so I'm not a lawyer or a conveyancer, but I know enough about that contract okay. um, to be able to, I mean, I've picked up a couple of things like one solicitor, sorry, yes, solicitor had um, has spelt the client's name incorrectly, which would have been a null and void deal. Wow. And I was the one that picked that up, you know. But I know good conveyances and I know good lawyers. So you're not just, and, and a big mistake a lot of people make with lawyers is they go with a family lawyer mm-hmm. and what you need is a property lawyer because any other kind of lawyer, A, they're going to be more expensive and on top of being more expensive, they're going to be less knowledgeable because it's not something they do all day, every day. And, and even worse, they can be caught up in court. And the way that the Sydney market moves, you don't want a solicitor that's like, 
you get the PA and they're like, no, that he's in court all day. Yeah, you can't because oh, you, you need to move fast. That makes me cry. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I mean, Sydney market is on fire. Absolutely on fire. Mm. And is it going to slow down at all towards the end of the year, or it's just this is going to continue? Today? Well, it is the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, over Christmas. Does uh, it and there's one bit? more. Uh, it'll be completely dead over Christmas okay. Year, okay. only because everyone's on holiday, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Sydney's. Um, predicted to have quite a spike next year wow amazing well, yeah exciting well done and so now i believe you have written your own book so tell us a bit about why you wrote that book and what's the book about well it's kind of exactly what i was talking about. Like, i'm an educator I've, I've never been a teacher but i really like to help people out yep. and it really gives away every single negotiate i mean it's a big fat book every yep. single negotiate thing sorry negotiating tip that i've got yep. the where to look the when to look uh -huh. even the property cycles I, I one of my big mantras and people are sick of me saying it is the right time to buy is when you're ready if the stars have aligned and you've got a mortgage buy a property so true you know, it's it's not it's time in the market not timing the market there's never a perfect awful right metaphors yep sorry there's never a perfect right time it doesn't yep. exist the right time is when you're ready, let's go. That's right. When the stars have aligned. So there's lots of stuff about all this power team I was talking about, mm -hmm. the right mortgage broker, financial advisor, accountant. Because mm -hmm. if you're going to buy more than one, you might as well speak to your accountant at the beginning and make sure you're buying it in the right name. You might mm -hmm. want to buy it in a family trust, not your own name. So there's, you know, there's stuff to think about. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also, um, a, I'm also really strong on mindset because I really believe without mindset, skill set is academic. Yep. So, you know, what I mean by that, doesn't matter how much academically, you know, if you haven't got that confidence to move forward, you ain't ever going to buy. So the yeah. first section of the book is on mindset. Then I've got a bit in the middle on women, on why we drew the well short straw, not as entrepreneurs, but in, in the corporate world, there's a, there's a pay gap. Okay. And um, so they kind of get off on the uneven footing from the second they leave uni and then there's other stuff there's kids and you know yeah. so another one of my big quotes is um property does not understand the gender pay gap so no matter who buys it it's going to come up or down yeah depending oh. on what you buy so it's a really good way for women to you know I like that that's very, <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> <you>. <laughs> very cool and so that yeah. was and the third part of the book so mind body cells it's mindset skill set yeah and the negotiations and at the, the end yeah right. yeah okay. yeah awesome and so where can people find this book it's on amazon amazon.com okay. and amazon.com au i keep meaning to get it up on my own website wow. just another job to put on the list you know wow. and how long did it take you to write it well I, look i'm a writer it's my fourth book so oh, but oh yeah but this one actually took me longer because i was typical um, you know, oh, I've written lots of newsletters. I'll be fine. I'll just amalgamate them, which of yep. course is the biggest mistake. You've got to start from scratch, yep. you know, and plan it all out. And that actually took me longer than, but so from beginning to end, it was 18 months. 18 That's with months. a full-time job and a son and a house to run and oh, Woolworths yes. shopping to buy, oh, <laughs> the cat to feed. <laughs> it was like a, an accumulation of all your experience in the industry just coming. Is, is that the first book that you've written in on this topic or have you written other books as well on this topic no it's the first one on this topic first but i did have mindset in there you know gotcha. and what were your other my books? original 
um, topics. What were your, your other books about? Ah, well, my go. first book was called uh, Millennium Girl, and it was mm-hmm. uh, a combination of astrology and numerology. So mm. as we went into, yeah, completely different. So as we went into, from 1999 to 2000, yep. um, Pan Macmillan asked, well, anyway, it doesn't matter, but different life, 20 years ago. Yep. And um, yeah, and then the next one was just on astrology for um, teenagers, for little girls, on Ooh. how to manipulate their parents, how to study, best friends, <laughs> that kind of thing. And then um, there was another one called Tea Leaves to Tarot Cards, 23 Ways to Tell Your Future. So just a little book. Just wow, so you're very into astrology and all that type of thing. How did you I get am, I am. Yeah, Not as much as I used to be, but, but having said that, I'm always checking myself out, I must say. <laughs> oh, wow. Where did that interest come from? Oh gosh, a long time ago, I was I was um, I was in India, and I had nothing to do. Well, I don't think it actually had anything to do with India. But I, when I came back, I just needed a hobby that was kind of outside of my normal life. I mean, yeah. I'm going back a long time, pre-children, yeah. mm-hmm. and um, it could have been anything. It could have been art. It could have been pottery. Could have been writing. Well, it ended up being writing because I had to completely re-educate myself in evening classes with my grammar and my spelling. I had to completely yeah relearn to write and um so a friend of mine just said i've just done an astrology course you should do it it's great fun i was like oh that sounds interesting Ooh. and my whole life just took off it changed completely and so you really dove deep into into star signs and astrology and reading yeah. the future and tarot and all that kind of stuff yeah 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 well what i really um you know what took off was a me- was a media career so i'm ne- i'm a bit like I am now. I'm I'm very big picture, but you know, I ended up on Beauty and the Beast and Family Circle Television oh and God. Qantas Radio and TGB and um, oh, seven magazines. I was writing for these three books. You know, it just went mad. Oh my God, you're a busy lady. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long time ago. That's incredible, Elaine. Well done. <laughs> and so now I love to um, share an example for our audience because yes. my audience loves examples and case studies. So. I was wondering if you could share with us a great example of you helping out a client buy their dream house or their dream property mm-hmm. and walk us through that process, how it felt to them, how it felt to you, and, and you know, tell us that story. Mm, nothing like putting me on the spot. Right. <laughs> Look, I'll tell you one that really jumps to mind. Sure. It was not that long ago. So I was having a chat with a real estate agent. It was... Um, this was an investment property, but it was the dream investment property. It was in Coogee's, what they really wanted for the family and the children for this property to double and create wealth over the next 10 years. And I had done my pricing and my clients had been through it. They were really academic clients, really, really. Like some clients just go, well, what do you think it's worth? And I say the figures. Some people go through it with a fine tooth gone because I supply all the links to the comparables. And, you know, they go, these clients are the, them. And so we all agreed as a team what this apartment was worth. And we were very comfortable with that. I was talking to the real estate agent in his office. This wasn't just a chat on the phone. I'd gone in to meet with him. And he said, because the thing with me, because I'm quite chatty, and you probably know this yourself, and I'm really into mindset. The right question can just open up. Indeed. You know, like, anyway, and also if you talk long enough, people relax. Yeah. And, um, he said, I can't remember exactly how I got there, but he said, oh, if I get X, let's call it 2 million. If I get to X, I get extra commission. Uh-huh. Now, to me, that is a point where the vendor has said to him, all right, if you can really get this massive figure, I'll give you more. 
Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's basically what he's saying to me. There's a there's a there's a tiered commission. Yep. And yeah, so you understand what I'm saying. That's his carrot. That's his carrot. And he made the mistake of telling me. Mm. So I just didn't blink, didn't do anything. In fact, I made a complete fool of myself when I stood up to leave. He was a very tall man. He went to open the door and I thought he was giving me a hug. <laughs> I threw myself in his arms. <laughs> so I got past that embarrassment. I went, okay. So I went and discussed this with my clients. And what the price he'd said was very reasonable with the comparables we'd looked at. Yeah. So we re-looked at the price research. So I said, you know, why? And everyone makes mistakes, yeah? So I suggested to my client that we came in on contract the next day. So not an arbitrary, um, you know, phone call, email, yeah. on contract with a deposit. Yeah. So it's like putting a, a suitcase of cash at their feet. Like you can exchange there and then. Wow. So I said, called him up. So can I see you again? So I, I didn't tell him what I was doing. So I came in again and I had this whole package. I said, I've got this offer for you, but I need it exchanged today. But wink, wink, I've managed to get you because, you know, you and I are the ones in the industry. Yeah. You know, we're going to work together again. I've actually got you your extra commission. Wow. Yeah. And he was just like, are you kidding me? He got in the car. <laughs> like This time he was out the office before me. He drove to Chatswood and he got it exchanged an hour later. Brilliant. So it might not have hit that number, but you got that extra commission out of your client. Is that right? I did hit the number. Oh, you did hit, yeah. so I you hit his because number. Of, because of that. Because to us, it was really, and then because that it was very early in the campaign, mm -hmm. like competition hadn't built up. I think maybe there'd been one open for inspection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well done. And so these are the success stories that you can oh, uh, so tell everybody, and this is what people can expect when they work with you. Oh, I look. Some of my favourite stories are at auctions, though, because the auctioneer tries to um, dominate you. You know, especially yeah. blonde woman, middle aged. I can imagine now. that being very yeah. high pressured, and you know, I can imagine you. Yeah. So you have to be very strong, and you say, "Okay, look, we've come to our uh, our max now. Thank you very much. We're walking away." Yeah, and they'll try and get you to bid against yourself, yeah, you know. Yeah. And um, I had that a few, couple, probably 18 months, two years ago in, uh, let me know if I'm rambling, but in no, Newtown. And my clients were away. And because I'm quite, you know, I'm one of my jobs is keeping people going. It's mm -hmm. keeping uh, energy up and like, come on, guys, we're going to look for the next one now. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, people get And that's mindset. Really that's all about chapter one in your book, mindset. Yeah, absolutely. So I was under strict instructions not to contact them on their Japanese holiday. Like they were like, Elaine, we don't want to hear from you. I was like, all right. We're skiing in Japan, leave me alone. Yeah, literally. But the Thursday before they were coming back, a real estate agent had called me and said, have you got anything, anyone for this? I said, I was in the middle of the boom. So two and a half, three years, I can't remember. And um, I said, well, I have, but I can't afford, they, I've got a couple who would love it, but they can't afford it. And he said, anyway, cut a long story short. He'd had um these strong offers in at the beginning of the campaign like 1.6s yep. because it was the boom they'd all gone off and bought he had no buyers coming to the auction yeah. so I, I i did all the work without telling my clients so once i'd done all the due diligence got a solicitor on side i finally had the guts to call them and they were on the train on the way back so they were fine and i said look i've done this i said there's this house going to auction tomorrow like as you land but I said, you know, I can get the building inspector there to meet you in the morning. The contract's fine. I've done it all. 
Maybe. And they were like, okay, we'll see what the house. So we, we were there eight o'clock in the morning for the building inspector. And this house was at Newtown. The street was out. Like it was hundreds of people, Ooh. but I was the only one bidding. Oh my God. The only registered bidder. And <laughs> they, they were trying to get me to bid against myself, you know, and the auctioneer <laughs> just wouldn't pull down. And I was... I had heaps more money. That's like, crazy. I hope the, and actually the real estate agents left Sydney now, so I can talk about, I had heaps more money, but I was like, well, look, I'm done. I've told you at the beginning of the week, I'm done. And the uh, auctioneer was like going on about cafes and trying to spread it out. And in the end I went, could you just drop the hammer then so we can all go and have a coffee? <laughs> That's great. And then, and then they went in and, uh, you know, spoke to the vendors, whisper, whisper, whisper. And then he came back and he said, Elaine, if you go up this 30,000, we will drop the hammer and it's yours. I said, right. and that's bidding against myself self still though, isn't it? Isn't that crazy? So I was like, if you make me do this and you don't drop the hammer, because I've never bid against myself before. Yeah. And I probably, maybe those circumstances won't come again. So I did. I went, I think that's when I went up to 145 and right. they'd got offers of 1.6 earlier yeah. in the campaign. Wow. And I said, okay, one, four, five, that's it. I'm done. And then they went round again. Not that there was anyone to go round, but oh that, my God. E exactly. You can feel my stress. And uh, I was just like, oh, this is out of control. But um, they finally dropped the hammer oh and God. then, um, and everyone was cheering. <laughs> and then I, when I walked back to my clients, they were very nonchalant. I mean, they were jet lagged, but, yeah. and I said, they were like, no, we're going inside to negotiate now. I said, no, it's no, yours. It's done. <laughs> done. And they said they were so funny because I'd been working with them a while by now. And they were like, Elaine, you were like a nonchalant teenager. All you needed was your cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got so many auction stories. What they just try story. and play you, you know. What a story. Bidding against yourself. Anything, yeah. Anything's possible Cheeky. these days. Mm. people well do done. it though I, I stand in auctions and people bid against themselves that's a crazy world yeah crazy world. but it is fascinating to me that whole new this whole new emergence of buyers agents every corner there's another buyers agent popping up it's just incredible i cannot believe it i just i in a way am i glad i'm at the i'm not the end of my career in any stretch of the imagination but i'm glad i'm as established as yeah, i am that's what i'm trying to say yeah not the end <laughs> oh my yeah, God. Now, Elaine, I believe you have a course coming out next year. Is that right? I'm so excited. Yeah, I've got a course coming out. And um, so I've written a book already, but this, this is um, a condensed, so it's called How to Buy Property Like a Pro, because nice. not everyone can afford a buyer's agent. And even though I believe a buyer's agent is more important than a selling agent, because as I say, you're making money when you buy, not when you sell. Mm -hmm. Whatever you're selling, you're selling. You can stand there with a clipboard. That's so cool. I, you know, but... Yeah, so I'm, I'm bringing out the course in February. February 12th is the, meant to be the launch date. And um, I go through everything. And you get me once a week. So there's going to be set homework. And it's, uh, again, the negotiations, how to find these off-market properties, but how to deal with the real estate agent, how to bid at auction. All these things I was just saying to you, actually. Perfect. Really, to, And then homework, and we're going to really drill in. So by the end of that, my students will be super confident against that professional real estate agent who is doing scripts every week. Yeah. And does that mean this course could be for someone who also wants to get into the field as a buyer's agent? I so think it's so. like a training course. I think so. I've thought about that. Um, ideally, not ideally, but my idea was, it's a better way of saying it. My idea was absolutely was for the buyers out there, yeah. but 
I think if I was getting into the market now, I, I wish I'd had this course. Yeah. Yeah. Well mm. done. And so it's going to be, is it going to be online as well or pre-recorded or is it all just one-on-one? No, it's, um, it's online. So you're going to get your um, slides and your homework yep. and you're going to get, and that'll be live. So I'll do that bit live, but then I'll do a Q&A, a two-hour Q&A once a week as well. Okay. Fantastic. Well done. Yeah, I'm just copying somebody else's formula. Very clever idea. I've been thinking about it for a while, so thank you. Yeah, I just, I'm super excited. I can't wait for people to be, you know, going to auctions confidently. Like good old Dr. Phil says, the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. So get to know the real estate agent. If they've underquoted before, they're going to underquote again. It's the nature of the industry. It's the nature of humans. The nature of the function. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's what they're meant to do. That's what they do. Wow. Yeah. Well, Elaine, thank you so much. It's been Oh my gosh, it's gone so quickly. Pleasure to have you on the show. Tell us a bit about how we can actually find out about you, connect with you, find out about your book, find out about your course. Where can people go if they want to learn more? Okay. So I'm on Instagram. Elaine.davies.inc, I-N-C. Now, um, I have a private Facebook group on Facebook, which is where all the real fun stuff happens, you know, all the questions about property. And and that is the Property Profit, P-R-O-P-H-E-T, the Property Profit Lounge, Elaine Davies, and of course, ElaineDavies.com. Love it. Awesome. Well, what I'll do is I might get you to send me all those links so we can put okay. that in the show notes for everybody. And thank you. Uh, thank you once again for coming on the show. It's been absolutely fascinating because, as I mentioned, I'm fascinated by this whole industry. Are uh, you? I am. I am. I think a lot of Sydney is, or maybe a lot of the world is. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's just incredible at the moment. On fire. On fire. Yeah. Oh, well, fire. anyone, if you need any help, just give me a ring. Definitely. And if you want to learn more about how to buy a property, what, what are the might be the pitfalls to avoid, or if you are mm. budding buyer's agent that wants to learn, do Elaine's course. You never know what mm. the gold will be there. Yep, just follow me on Insta. It'll all be Absolutely. there. Absolutely, fantastic. Thank you so much. My well, Elaine. So thank you very much for coming on the show. And anything else you'd like to leave us with before we finish up? Okay, I think the big thing is, is this underquoting and real estate agents. So on one level, on, on the pricing, you don't listen to them at all. But, you know, treat them with respect because if you get angry with them they're not going to want to deal with you anyway yeah yeah because there's plenty of buyers out there and that's the problem so if you get really wound up and show that to them why are they going to help you so let's just try and get a bit of respect back in there and try and meet people on a really intelligent smart way where you've got your information they've got their information and we meet in the middle i love it well done well said well everybody out there the fantastic elaine davies buyers agent extraordinaire hope everybody had a fantastic show and learnt a lot like I did Um, so Elaine once again thanks for coming on Merry Christmas everybody and rocking 2021 absolutely have a great Christmas New Year and uh, everybody out there will be back tomorrow for another episode and probably one or two more before 2021 so have a great one and we'll see you very soon Bye. bye